37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Well, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 269 of Pixelated Paranormal. This will be the old late night, volume five, baby. And as you can tell, my name is Sean. I'm kind of horny on this episode. And with me, as always, is Presto. Presto, buddy, how are you? What's up, all you cool ghosts and goblins, you crococoons and crocodingos, you lovers and lovettes and skeletors and skeletettes? I'm ready to get wet and slippery. <laughs> me too buddy boy as if we need to introduce these things by now let's do it anyway this is a late night episode what that means things are going to get perverted things are going to get kind of dirty and things are going to get a little inappropriate all based around stories we find in the news paranormal stories to deal with things that are overtly sexual and if you play your cards right and you're good boys and ghouls then we might even have a little smut from Preston's dirty dirty daddy closet that we read at the end of the episode just uh, real quick if you all want to know what we're talking about Kiss from Krampus, that's that's the smut that we're going to be reading, at least chapters one and two, at least chapters one and two. Yeah, we may do a little less, we'll find out, you know, we may do a little more, I don't know. Well, before we get started, as we have learned over the course of six and a half years, how about a bit of a disclaimer, huh? Yeah, probably should. Before we begin tonight's activities, we gotta drop a fair disclaimer. And join, and, and bear with me, folks, it's gonna be a long one. Tonight's topics will be overly sexual in nature, and sometimes we may speak more vulgarly in nature than usual. And at the end of the show, as we read through the story of Paranormal Smut, things will get downright graphic and ridiculous. And we've also gotta make note that while we here at Pixelated Paranormal do not kink shame anyone, and we especially don't yuck on anybody's yum, we want to make it very clear that we do not condone any of the following acts that we're about to talk about and delve into, and we do not recommend trying anything that you're about to hear. But we do urge you to always practice safe sex, Always get consent and always talk with your doctor and medical specialist before you try anything bizarre, bonkers, batshit crazy, and or remotely unsafe. And also stop futzing around with people's food. If you work in the food industry, don't do dirty things to people's food. No boogers, no bodily fluids, nothing. Stop it. It's gross. Also, we should also say at the top of the episode that we know and acknowledge, and y'all should know and acknowledge too, in a lot of these stories, mental health also plays a big part in the answer of why some of these things happen. We are not saying that everything we're going to talk about is a direct result of people who are mentally unwell, but some of the stories may involve people who could be suffering poor mental health. Yeah, and because it's Valentine's Day, for all you single gents out there, you should do yourself a favor. Take a long look in the mirror and say, thank you for all the hand jobs." <laughs> hey, and ladies, too. They, too, can play hand theft auto. Yeah. Well, we've got 11 stories of the uh, unmentionable to share with everybody tonight. Preston, why don't you kick things off, buddy? Mm, yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on. Sorry. Again, live TV. Before we get started. 
we got to say a special thank you to our buddy Eric, who sent Preston and I a can of Hop Show 2. Mm, yeah. It is a delicious double IPA that has some really badass creep show artwork on it. So thanks again, buddy. We really appreciate you. It means a lot to us. Eric, of course, is our uh, our craft beer buddy from here in Wichita. He's uh, he's family. He's like our brother. Um, he's the guy that got me into craft beer. I don't know if, Preston, if you were into it before we all started hanging out, but yeah. Yeah. Eric's my Sherpa. There you go. <sighs> Anyways, ba- back okay. to me and enough about Brinkers. <laughs> a Chica- In Chicago, a woman allegedly uh, targeting a romantic rival has been charged in a fatal ninth attack that happened in broad daylight last month in Humboldt Park. Tatiana Bell, 34, faces a count of first-degree murder in the January 21st attack on 24-year-old Jemiah Brown, who was walking in, their 30, in the 3700 block of West Chicago Avenue with her three-year-old son. About 3.45 p.m. that day, Brown and the toddler were headed to an ATM machine to get money to pay uh, for her oldest son's haircut when Bell got out of a rental car and stabbed her repeatedly in the neck and head, Cook County prosecutors said. Bell then allegedly fled in in the rental car. A witness who saw Brown bleeding ran to the three-year-old and called 911. Brown later died at Mount Sinai Hospital. Bell returned to the rental car or returned the rental car in Santa Charles later that evening and reached out to her brother, a Chicago police officer, to ask him if he had heard about the murder and whether there were cameras in the area, prosecutors said. The Mm. officer called the department, identified his sister in surveillance video from the attack, and provided investigators with the text message from Bell, prosecutors said. Bell, who was identified by an employee of the car company as the person who rented and returned the vehicle, Apparently, blood was found in the vehicle and is still awaiting testing. Prosecutor said Bell's cell phone data showed her going to the rental facility to the area where the attack occurred and back to the rental lot. An investigation allegedly found that two women were involved in a relationship with the same man. Bell was previously convicted of battery for stabbing the wife of her then-boyfriend in the leg. She was sentenced to probation in 2019. Judge Susanna Ortiz Bell uh, was offered was offered Bell what? God, some of these people need to learn how to write a fucking article. Anyways, the judge <laughs> Bell uh, held bail bail without bail. Bell, the crazy ass woman, was expected back in court in February twenty seventh. Sweet Christmas, man. Yeah. Try as you might. That was a tongue twister. Ugh. So right out the gate, we've got a little love triangle action that has gone awry. Yeah, we don't condone that, folks, because usually somebody ends up stabbed in the leg. Or killed. Well, up next, this story is a little bizarre, as a Spanish high court has ruled in favor of a man who was fined recently for walking naked in the streets of Aldaya in the Valencia province of Spain. In Valencia, the court determined Alejandro Colomar, 29 years of age, had limited himself to remaining or circulating naked at different times in different streets of Adelaia, which in Spain, if you guys didn't know, it is legal in certain areas to be naked, to... Um, what would you say, practice the art of being nude in public. 
Well, they determined that he himself was taken to court wrongfully because he was actually adhering to being naked on certain streets and during certain times where the country allowed it. Public nudity was legalized in the country of Spain in late 1980s, according to reports, which is why Colomar, who started to go without clothes back in 2020, thinks that obscene exhibitionism allegations brought against him are total bull and have no grounds. While the rules don't apply to the whole area of Spain, as each autonomous region can establish its own set of rules, they must be observed in a number of massively popular areas, including Catalan, which is the capital of Barcelona. The other answer to this question ignores a number of factors, including laws and constitutions under both of which nudity is permitted. In Spain, beaches in many places will completely accept nudism. However, there are also nudist hotels and other nudist facilities. In contrary, though, in the Canary Islands, it is much more of an accepted lifestyle for people to walk, hike, and jog nude in public, which, defined by the Constitution, can be legal. But the computer scientist in question here has been walking around his village in the nude ever since 2020 claiming that most people are supportive rather than being insulting of his clothing-free lifestyle. Except for the government, for some reason, who decided to fine him a total around $3,000 U.S. for being nude in public. Colomar has been fined several times for his actions in the past and basically argues to the court the police do not understand the laws of this region of Spain. And he's adamant there's nothing here unlawful about his naturalist not lifestyle. Colomar arrived at the courthouse hearing for his actual court-ordered hearing in the nude. The balls on this guy. He, of course, was turned away where then he quickly changed into clothing he had in a backpack and then went inside for his hearing. The fines don't make any sense, Colomar told. They accused me of obscene exhibitionism, but according to the dictionary that implies sexual intent that this has nothing to do with what I was doing. His attorney, Pablo Mora, said that Colmar was accused of violating Article 37 of the city's vice laws that prohibit extreme nudism. But it is understood that obscene exhibitionism is to be masturbating or doing other obscene acts in public. The mere fact of going naked, as we understand it, is actually a manifestation of Alejandro's ideological freedoms... Thus, in Spanish law, he was let off the hook and allowed to continue going naked. Public nudity has been legal in Spain since the late 1980s, such as in regions like Valladolid and Barcelona. But there are laws that regulate nudism in areas of high tourism. So in short, folks, don't go naked in Barcelona or any parts of Spain without finding out the laws. Or like Paul Rubens, don't jerk it in public. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was... I'm not saying what he did was right, but he was yeah. in a porn theater. Don't tee-hee your, your little Herman if you're Pee-wee Herman, okay? <laughs> he just got caught doing what everybody else was doing. Yeah. All right, this next one I'm a bit confused by, so I hope you have a little more information than other than the three sentences we have here. No, I mean, that's pretty much the the gist of the article. A woman left Mm -hmm. TikTok fans stunned after she made claims that her tattoo artist went down on her 
during an extremely intimate eking session. That's right. TikTok user SISI, who posted on the app CC. Yeah, at CC666, shared the video to the Oh Lord trend where she said her tattoo artist fulfilled her sexual fantasies during a visit. In her video, which gained more than 1.9 million likes, Cece was seen looking shocked as she wrote, "My every, my every, Me, every time I remember that my tattoo artist went down on me mid-tattoo. So apparently mm-hmm. uh, she was getting some uh, ink done on her leg, and uh, the tattoo artist said, uh, hey, I mean, I'd like to, you know, Go to town. I'd like to munch the rug, if you know what I mean. And she said, fuck yes. So he just was like, and went to town on that shit. And uh, fantasy fulfilled. She heard he was a cunning linguist and said, talk to me, baby. Talk to me. There you go. (laughs) So this TikTok trend called the oh no or oh lord is one where people share nearly embarrassing stories or overtly sexual stories, followed by a soundbite of a deep voice saying, Oh, Lord, and some specific funky song that I don't really know about. But yeah, basically, people are trying to outdo each other in, you know, really embarrassing or really kinky stories. And this one, I think, really took the cake, buddy. I think it did. Not like this next story, folks. That's right, we're getting to the good stuff. Doctors in Australia recently struggled to remove a foreign object trapped in a 14-year-old boy's intestines after he put a golf ball in his anus. X-rays seemed to show the teen experimented with a round, white, egg-shaped object that ended up being a golf ball that is pictured in the X-ray as it made its way to his sigmoid colon, the last section of the large intestine that connects to the rectum. The boy whose name was not disclosed reportedly panicked when he couldn't dispose of the golf ball by defecating. So he gathered his courage and told his mom what happened, who then rushed him to the Royal Adelaide Hospital. Mom, I like it when I stick golf balls up my ass and this one got stuck. (laughs) Yeah, you know, what can you do? It only takes one time, folks. Mm. Yeah. He didn't complain of any abdominal pain, though, when he got to the hospital. Doctors tried to remove the golf ball with various devices, a suction cup, a medical net, a looped snare, a quad prong grasper, which is a weird nickname, uh, medical pouches, and balloon catheters. They reported stopping with aggressive interventions after experimenting for more than two hours to remove the golf ball. So they let off a little bit and hoped the golf ball would spontaneously enter the rectum. However, 24 hours later, no such luck. So the boy's family reportedly wasn't too keen on doctors continuing to perform more physical removal attempts. Mm. So one medical scientist put his thinking cap on and administered one liter of laxatives. Three hours later, doctors noted a successful evacuation of the golf ball Mm. and observed no evidence of bowel injury. Man, I had to really clank the toilet. If you think about that, like, he's sitting there, and they're fucking putting, like, medical-grade laxatives down this kid. He's like, oh, God, Mom! Oh, boom! And clank against the toilet. I think we got it. I think I think we got it. <laughs> Four! <laughs> I really, really blew an O-ring on that one. 
Uh, that was a hole in one, if you know what I'm talking about, Mom. <laughs> well, doctors and Pixelated Paranormal both advised, stop inserting further objects into your rectums, folks. Doctors recommend future patients with foreign bodies inside of them. When there is no obstruction of malfunction, should be given laxatives in the hopes the objects will pass without surgical intervention. A golf ball presents a unique technical challenge when attempting to remove from the colon due to its mechanical properties. These include the large size, spherical shape, incompressibility, meaning it's a hard golf ball, and the presence of dimples, which prevent a suction seal. Man, of all the things to shove up your ass, this guy really did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, if I was this kid's parents, I'd go down to the nearest sex shop and buy like, you know, like a two foot long tank of anal bees and be like, look, I don't want to know. Go knock yourself out. Don't shove it all the way in. Okay. We're not going to the mm -hmm. hospital again with this story. Jesus. Well, and there's also been a story, too, that I'll kind of glaze over here. But a guy also got hospitalized after swallowing a condom that had a banana inside of it. So he had this banana in this condom in his mouth, Ooh. right? Um, simulating an oral act while jerking his McGurkin. And then unfortunately, when things got too hot and heavy, he went, <gasps> and he inhaled the banana. Now, luckily, it went into his stomach. But again, it's hard to pass a banana when it's inside a condom because it can't break down. So you just got this, you know, well, banana-shaped object in your tummy that just can't pass through your insides. So they had to remove that, I believe, by means of surgery. All the while, you know, the body's internal temperature is, what, 98.6, somewhere in there? So this banana is slowly probably just cooking inside this guy's guts. So again, folks, practice caution. But that's all right, because a golf ball in the butthole has nothing on this next story. A 79-year-old Japanese man had somehow managed to get a 90-inch long jump rope stuck inside his bladder after allegedly shoving the entirety into the hole of his penis. Doctors wrote back in September a study published in the Urology Case Report that an unidentified man inserted a jump rope through his urethra. However... The handleless rope became tangled up and then got stuck inside of his bladder. The man was forced to seek medical help, complaining that he was suffering from a condition called dysuria, or a difficulty in urination, which only doctors could cure. Medics unraveled the medical mystery by investigating the man's bladder where they found a large object accompanied by acoustic shadows. Now, we'll have some of these photos, guys, on the Instagram, but I didn't know what kind of warning or rating we would get if we flashed some of these up on the old YouTubers. So it was then and only then the man admitted what had actually happened, although he didn't explain why he did it and was transferred to a hospital. An X-ray revealed the object was a wire-like, coiled foreign body. According to the doctors, there was no way to remove the ropes in the same way that it went in, so they had to perform surgery on the patient. Transurethral extraction was difficult considering the length of the jump rope and the entanglement in the bladder. Traditionally, grasping forceps and retrieval baskets are used to remove foreign bodies. 
However, wires inserted into the bladder usually curl up as the bladder contracts. Therefore, special consideration was required for a wire-like foreign body. The medical team had to retrieve the rope through an incision made in the man's abdomen to remove the rope in full. Thankfully, though, the man recovered from the surgery and suffered no long-term injuries. The patient, though, is not the first to suffer penis-related problems. Also in September, guys, a teenager somehow managed to get a USB cable stuck in his penis, which thankfully was also able to be extracted. That's right, folks. A UK teenager had to undergo emergency surgery after a crazy attempt to measure his man f- <laughs> Jesus, sorry. Yeah. After a crazy attempt to measure his manhood resulted in him getting a USB cable lodged inside his urethra. Mm. The phallic fiasco reportedly began after an unnamed 15-year-old boy was triggered by his sexual curiosity to insert a USB wire into his urethra. Oh. Hey, when you get done with, when you get done with this story, I have to interject with one that's not in the show notes that has okay. relates to the jump rope in this. So continue. Just I'm okay. giving you a side note not now, to go, go on until I interject. Okay. With my batshit craziness, so continue. Now, is this one of those stories that happened to a friend? Uh, This is like one of those weird books that I picked up, and the story is so batshit crazy, like I just remembered Uh. it. Like it's forever, like just ingrained in the the pink wrinkles of my brain matter, and... uh, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, you start talking about this, and I'm just thinking, like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Don't judge these two cases until you hear this one. So, continue. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. A bonus story. Yeah. Well, the sex experiment backfired when the cable became lodged in the curious teen's scrotum. Oh. Like an electronic catheter. I'm not sure that's quite how anatomy works. I don't know if it would go all the way down to the ball sack, but whatever. Despite the attempts to extract it himself, the USB cord became tangled so terribly that both ends were left hanging out of his wired-up willy. What the fuck? I don't even know. I can't even imagine that. Wow-wee. The plugged-up boy's family (laughs) transported him to the hospital after he began urinating blood. After initial attempts to remove the wire failed, the teenager was transferred to the University College Hospital of London to see if they could extricate the intrapenile measuring tape. The embarrassed boy asked to speak to doctors, of course, without his mother present, whereupon he confessed to his frightening escapade. Subsequent x-rays revealed that there was a veritable Gordian knot of USB wire inside the teenager, which required surgeons to make an incision in the region between his genitals and anus to yank it out. That's right, they went in via the gooch. Mm. They pulled out the spooled end through the hole first, cutting it free from the rest of the wire before removing the remaining bits, literally pulling them through his plug. Thankfully, the boy, though, did recover without any incident and was discharged from the hospital the following day. However, he did have to undergo a follow-up scan two weeks later and will require monitoring in the future, which is smart. 
he should thank his lucky stars. Inserting foreign objects into one's private parts can lead to a host of complications, from urinary tract infections all the way to urethral injuries. It's unclear why someone would engage in this type of invasive member measuring method, but experts say it often stems from sexual curiosity, sexual practice after intoxication, mental disorders such as borderline schizophrenia, and bipolar personality disorders, among others. They noted that otherwise the patient is fit and healthy um, with no history of mental disorders. Experts have also blamed an act called sounding, or a strange proclivity defined by inserting foreign bodies into one's urethra. Last month, a Michigan man was left struggling to pee after he got six kidney beans lodged inside his urethra. The fuck? <laughs> I know, kidney beans are big. Those are bigger than a USB cord, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. After he got six kidney beans lodged in his urethra during a bizarre attempt at sexual gratification. Again, guys, we're not uh, not kink-shaming here, but come on, you know. Talk to your doctor. Anyway, Presto, what do you got for me, buddy? Hit me with a boner. I mean, bonus story. So, the late 1700s, early 1800s in France, there was this guy that, you know, he was... He was kind of the town Jason, okay? So imagine, like, a French version of my brother. Voorhees or your brother? Yeah, my okay, brother. He was supposed to be working out in the cow fields, milking the cows, you know, cutting the corn, doing farmer shit. <laughs> and, know. you know, they depended on him to do a good job. But he was too busy masturbating, okay? He was like, mm. oh, my God, this feels so good. And so... You know, they'd be like, where the fuck is Jeremy? Well, Jeremy's out in the back of the field fucking, and he'd be like, oh my God, when can I go again? And then, so they were just like, dude, you gotta, you gotta quit jerking the gherkin. Like you have to work the farm field. Mm -hmm, You have mm -hmm. to do these things. And so he, he started, (laughs) he started (laughs) masturbating so much that he created a callus on the tip of his dick. Uh. Then it, it was I can no longer I can no longer get off. So now I gotta find things to stimulate around the callus to hit those nerve endings. Uh-huh. So he goes through a whole whole list of weird shit. Like he'd fucking stick his dick in this, he'd stick his dick in that. Doing so caused the callus to grow and their nerve endings to become damaged. So now fast forward, he's like 35, uh-huh. all he does is masturbate all day long. Like, doesn't have a job, doesn't do anything in the community. Everybody knows him as the weird kid that just masturbates 24-7. Like, what the fuck is going on with this kid? Wait, wait. That brings a whole new meaning to the phrase, find something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, it does, <laughs> right? So he ends up taking, like, a fucking branch off of a tree and, like, shoving it in his dick no hole. Way. And getting around the callus, and then like, with the the sick, and then like, he gets off. So now, everybody in the town like, catches this guy fucking shoving like, sticks and branches in his dick. It makes the callus worse. Fucking tree-hugging hippie, man. Eventually, he decides to take a knife and fucking just split his dick right in half. Like, right where the callus is, you know, he's just like, boop. So he's got like this 
split fork tongue penis thing, and then he's shoving the the <sighs> branch up in there, and now he's like, oh, oh just going to town on it, and uh, they put him in a mental institution. And he ends up getting like an infection, and he dies. But it opened up the the world to like this guy had a split Johnson, and like maybe you shouldn't masturbate so much and like find another hobby i don't know but it reminded me of these guys like shoving oh. shit up into their dick because like maybe they they lost sensation and the only way for them to get station sensation back was to put a usb cord all the way to their ball sack or shove a jump rope all the way up in there i don't know find another hobby is all i'm saying be healthy be safe that's it don't be like the guy that had to cut your pecker in half and had to fucking get off with a stick yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John commented a little bit ago that he was seasick, so I can only imagine how he feels now. Yeah. Let's check in with the chat real quick. Shelly, folks, what's everybody saying now? Ken had a cream-filled donut. <laughs> yeah. Your cousin Ken just had a cream cheese-filled donut. That, uh, good. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> Fucking gross, dude. <laughs> well, sp- <laughs> speaking of living in the digital age, an online council meeting descended into sheer chaos after a self-pleasuring citizen popped up on camera partway through legal proceedings. Counselors in Flintshire, Wales, were arguing over a waste management strategy strategy on Zoom when they were interrupted by a masturbating member of the public. The horny man, who was completely nude and had the screen name James Trainer, was seemingly an exhibitionist who deliberately dialed into the discussion while pleasuring himself. He didn't appear to have been inadvertently busted <laughs> enjoying his solo session, meaning he wasn't doing this thing and somehow got like crossed into their actual meeting. He deliberately hacked into the meeting on purpose and just started tooting his old horn. He said, come, I want you to come with me. <laughs> and council members could hear him moaning during the meeting as council, as other council members reacted in horror, jaw-dropping and drawer-dropping horror. Footage from the meeting was first shared by the news site dside.com after showing the proceedings going smoothly until James Trainer joined the Zoom meeting. One of the council members said, someone joined the meeting. James Trainer, And he said, sorry, I'm joining late. <laughs> and they said, sorry, uh, who are you? And another official asked, uh, we asked all people who dialed into the meeting to remain on mute, but of course, members of the public are perfectly welcome to watch during the public meeting. Shortly after, the man flashed up on the screen <laughs> while he was masturbating while completely in the nude. The meeting was quickly cut off before it resumed without James Trainer in attendance. It's unclear how the masturbating man was able to join the Zoom meeting as the link to the proceedings were only given out to officers and council members. One female council member believed the culprit hacked his way into the online meeting. She said, I'm a bit concerned that I seem to have been hacked and messages kept being made in my name. The man's identity had not been released and it's unclear whether or not he'll face any criminal chargings pertaining to the sleazy cyber stunt. Mm. I mean, 
clearly that's some kind of like cipher assault on all the people involved. But again, <laughs> what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Well, folks, in our next <laughs> oh, story, man. cream-filled donut. How about a slippery piece of pizza? That's right. In Houston, Texas, Maxine Green, 32, of Houston, was fired from a local pizza delivery chain. Due to the privacy, the name of the uh, restaurant will be withheld pending a police investigation into this sticky yet slippery situation. Green had been a delivery driver for three years before any complaints had been filed against her. Pizzas were being delivered cold and not on time. Some pizzas had not even been cut into slices. According to Green, I got fed up not getting tipped by the same customers over and over. Some of them had big old houses and nice cars, and I figured that's money in the bank. Well, nope. Then an idea comes to me. <laughs> if they won't give me a tip, I'll give them something extra special, a delivery from me. And that's when I got the idea to squirt onto the pizzas before I delivered <laughs> them to them non-tippers. <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh, boy. Not such a good idea for the recipients of her special deliveries, whom none were the wiser at first. One pizza goer said, It took me until the third slice when I noticed a strange liquid-type material drip down from my <laughs> slice and pull into the box. I dipped my finger into the unknown goo and proceeded to do a taste test. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. Yeah. She's a squirter, <laughs> no. folks. She's a squirter. It didn't take me but three seconds oh. to realize what it was due to my former line of work. What the fuck do you professional let you know what pussy juice taste like is? Right? Were you a fucking like melt? <laughs> were you a prostitute? Is that is that the hell you know? Like they prefer sex worker, uh, not prostitute. But you know what they say? You fucking go to bachelor's party and like, -ga 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 -ga. oh yeah. Oh, I know what that is, buddy. I know what that is. If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, then he boy. said, you're going to edit You're gonna edit this part out, right, guys? I mean, I was horrified, said the victim. Identity of the victims being withheld with this ongoing investigation. Authorities are still investigating, collecting evidence at this point, and have nothing to comment. Green is now trying to become a social media legend. I figure people become, can become beams for stuff not nearly as cool as this, you know. Uh, I'm also thinking of starting my own pizza place called Come Again Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> ew, ew. Nobody wants that special sauce. Oh. Fucking gross, buddy. Fucking absolutely disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Gruels and tool uh, pizza. Well, why don't we Come get the gruel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, let's shift gears into the paranormal here for a second, folks. The former porn star Stormy Daniels recently revealed her former home was allegedly haunted by a very dark, non human thing with tentacles. Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Gregory Clifford, said on a new episode of Ghost Magnet with Bridget Marquart that the unknown entity would break items, affect her health, and mental health of her then-boyfriend. Definitely one very dark, non-human thing with these tentacles. That's what I caught on camera, and it shattered my ex's guitar. 
It just snapped in half one day sitting on the stand. It wasn't like my boyfriend to do this at all. According to Daniels, the haunting started after she moved into her 200-year-old home in New Orleans in the Gardner District back in 2019. She described the different entities on the podcast. One is a woman who lost a child and blamed herself. And if I stood on certain spots in the kitchen, I would just cry. And like a couple people have said, they felt like she was cutting herself. The adult film director said another spirit was allegedly felt by the mediums uh, by a medium over Zoom. The house is partially furnished, and there's a very old mirror upstairs that I used to always feel like somebody was watching me, but it was kind of a protective feeling. And they're like, there's a woman that used to get made up in that mirror. She was a lady of the night, and she identifies with you because you are a sex worker as well. And so she's very protective of you, of any men who gets into that bed with you, said a medium. Daniels believes the hauntings influenced her relationship as well. The guy who was living with me at the time, well, we started fighting, and he got real mean, would say horrible things to me for no reason. And then it escalated to him putting his hands on me which had never happened when we lived together in our previous place. And then he was gone. According to Daniels, the house started to get aggressive when she planned to move out. I started having these headaches and my hair was falling out and I have pictures of me with blood coming out of my ears. Then, like stuff would, instead of something just moving or tapping, it would fly by me. You could feel the hostility in the house. Holy cow, buddy boy. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, we're going to gear up here for my final story of the evening. Um, This one, of course, takes the cake because why wouldn't we save this one for the grand climax? A dismembered human penis was discovered recently by a gas station attendant in Alabama early Monday of last week. The member is believed to have belonged to a victim of a deadly motorcycle crash on a nearby highway. The mobile police department identified the victim in question as a gentleman named Christopher Means. The 29-year-old was riding his motorcycle around 6 a.m. on Monday morning when he lost control and had fell off. Now this next part, guys, is going to get gruesome, so again, step away if you need to. Unfortunately, after he fell off the motorcycle, multiple vehicles continued to strike him. So, during this massive accident, the appendage in question must have fallen off, though they weren't quite sure how it ended up at the gas station. Local authorities assured people that the member, the dismembered member, was not a result of a murder or an assault. So then the mystery was... How exactly did the penis land in the gas station's parking lot? Well, one social media user claimed that witnessing the accident, the man had literally been torn to pieces in the interstate. So thus, his penis may have fallen off and gotten attached to another vehicle. Well, after further investigation, it was discovered that surveillance video showed a truck later entering the parking lot where the member was stuck to the grill. After the truck came to a stop, it then fell off and landed in the parking lot while the truck driver was getting fuel. 
insert the sound of crickets here. <laughs> I don't know. It's horrible, horrible, number one, that somebody would have to go through that kind of uh, agonizing death. But holy cow, of all the things, all the things to get stuck to the front of your car. I've had birds stuck to the front of my car. I've had different uh, insects and all sorts of other weird stuff. But a human penis, Preston, what would you do? Um, I, I, I have nothing on that. I'm just like more mind blown the fact that he kept getting ran the fuck over. Like, right, are, right. Are you that dumb? You're just like, man, it must be a big old sloth or it might be a, a big old tiger or gorilla. We just kept running over because we thought it was roadkill. Like, you can't tell the difference <laughs> between an animal and a human being. Like, you, you should have right. stopped on yeah. after the first one and pulled over and been like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, that that part in itself is just so absolutely gut wrenching. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, look before we before we get into the smut, I need you to your repertoire. Okay, I need to prompt you here. I need you to think about voices. Okay, okay. So you have Grandpa. He's just like one voice. You have Cousin Eddie. Okay, another voice, <laughs> and then you have Grandma Number One. And then you have grandma number two, and then you are also playing the part of Jesus. Cr- Krampus. Okay. And what I have are the you most em- to be doing. But I have the most embarrassing lines because I'm playing the, the part of the Southern Bell. Not only am I explaining uh-huh. the whole backstory and the story itself, but I'm also describing what's happening to me by Krampus. So really, I mean Chapters one and chapter two, you just have to bring the talent with different voices. I I have to I have to I have to get derogatory is really what I'm saying. So, okay. The question I have for you is, of course, all my parts are in blue here. <clears throat> yeah, but you don't tell me who I'm supposed to be in these different parts. I just figured once you hear me talking, like you'll figure it the fuck out. I mean, come on, Tom Cruise. A little professionalism, okay? <laughs> Anyways, folks, if you can read that, maybe it's a little bit too shiny. A Kiss from Krampus. Yeah, yeah. A, a book by Red Hammer. A Christmas erotic tale right there. You got, uh, I don't know what's going on. Let's get to it. Now, well, hold on. Hold on a second here. The author's name is Red Hammer. <laughs> yes, Hanner, Hanner, sorry, H A N N E R, Red Hanner. Okay, because I type in Red Hammer, and of course I get all the sorts of Soviet stuff. Hanner, H A N N E R. Yeah. Which this was a gift from my wife. Well, it was a stocking stuffer for uh, Christmas. Um, <laughs> uh huh. I mean, she's trying to help me out. She's trying to give me show material, but then when people are like, "Hey, what'd you get for Christmas?" Um. Well, my wife got me Christmas smut. That's what she did. Oh man! You know what we? Uh, yeah. If we did just an ounce more of you know research, we would also discover that old Red Hanner has a book called "A Date with Cupid: A Stimulating Digital Valentine," <laughs> which might be more Ooh. appropriate for this show. But that's okay, buddy. I don't want you having too many smut books in your dresser drawer or the outhouse or wherever you keep those on your search history. <laughs> hey, hey, don't fucking threaten me with a good time. I'll do this shit. Boom shakalaka. All right, so A Kiss from Krampus, Boom. chapters one and two by Red Hanner. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, here, here we go. <clears throat> and if uh, I I don't know if this uh, really like kicks your rock off and makes you all like wet and slippery, and you want us to do more, then you really need to do us a favor and comment down below and leave oh, us a comment boy. of yes, we want chapters three, four, five, six, and seven. You motherfuckers need to finish this book, and I will deliver. That's my promise uh, from me to you, listeners. And and me and Grandma and Grandma too and Grandpa and Billy and Tommy and Krampus will do our best to deliver as well. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, though, back your uh, back your windscreen back about just a couple just a couple inches. I don't want you to get too excited. I know. Um, yeah, I just don't want you to pop the microphone yeah. as you know we're popping everything else on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, <clears throat> a kiss from Krampus, chapters one and two. I've always hated Christmas, or loved Christmas, depending on which grandmother I spent it with. Grandma Ellie, or Bettina. My parents died in a car wreck when I was four, and after they died, I split my time between my grandmothers, who lived less than ten miles apart, and never spoke to each other. Bitches. <laughs> Not that I blame Graham for avoiding Bettina. Anyone could avoid her that did. Ooh. Despicable <laughs> person she was. Anyways, Bettina's late husband, who was not my grandfather, always said, Oh, she's just headstrong. Well, I would have used the word evil. Oh. But that was probably uh, favored by the number of Christmases and birthdays and every other special occasion that this bitch ruined with her tincher tantrums. She was a child. She was like an overgrown toddler, a screamer, a demander, a burner of Christmas trees. Fuck Seriously, sake. the Christmas before I turned 14, she lit the tree on fire because <laughs> she was bored and no one wasn't paying attention to her. Fuck As sake, a man. budding, hostile teenager, how was I supposed to compete with that? I should have been rebelling, but I was the one who had to call the fire department. Being related to her was like working on a nuclear reactor. Oh, the best I could do was hope for my limits to her exposure. I accomplished this by going to college far away from home. I would have gone to the other side of the world, but then I would have missed my other grandmother too much. She was an angel. <laughs> In the end, it didn't matter how far away I went because Bettina would have her way true to form she managed to ruin one last Christmas by dying. That's what right. The, the bitch nerve. died. Yeah, on Christmas. Can you believe that? <laughs> she sent a telegram. That's how she lured me back. Just four days before Christmas with a telegram. Your grandmother Bettina is dying. Stop. Her last wish is to see you again. Stop. Oh, fuck, dude. I'm impressed. Like, goddamn, somebody give this guy an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Tom Cruise. Don't give me out. an Oscar. Oscar Rawr. sounds like one more voice I have to do on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> In this day and age, who sends a telegram seriously? People who thrive on drama. That's who. Rich old women who thrill to the prospect of you being accosted in a packed auditorium where you're supposed to be proctoring an exam 
only to be presented with an urgent telegram about your grandmother's <laughs> impeding death, bitch. Whew. Standing there with an audience of 200 curious freshmen, and all I could think was, well, at least she didn't send a singing telegram. <laughs> Whew. I know. I wouldn't have gone except that cutting ties with Bettina had made me a poor grad student. Student debt, I can relate. I know what it's like. Anyways, I had been planning to go see Grandma Ellie for Christmas because I couldn't afford to. But Bettina paid for my plane ticket first class, of course. Gran picked me up from the airport and dropped me off at Bettina's house. Part of me wanted to wait to see if she would die before I had to see her. The other part of me wanted to get it over with and I would see her and then I wouldn't go again. Telegram or no? Inheritance or no? Family or no? Just like when you were little, I always hated having to drop you off here. Probably because I sat there hugging my messenger bag, not wanting to get out of the car. Do you think this is a trick? Well, I'm sure it is, but not that kind. Not the kind you mean. From what Father Dalton says, she's dying. All those sobraniers finally caught up with her. <laughs> Father Dalton came to see her? Bettina was a Catholic only by the serious stretch of the imagination. Just a toy with him. That's what I heard. Dangle the possibility of a big tithe and then yank it away. And you think that's what this is? Some kind of trick she's gonna play on me? There's a good chance. So I sat there longer, then leaned over and hugged Graham before I got out of the car. Well, call me when you're ready to leave. Oh, I nodded and I started toward the house. Fat, wet snowflakes pelted me as I ran up the drive and <laughs> mounted the marble steps. Oh, From the outside, getting, the house looked things like... Things are getting warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fat, wet snowflakes. Mm -hmm. Probably okay. how my pussy feels right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> there we go. From the outside, the house looked like a cheerful version of the Bates Mansion in Psycho. On the inside... The Master Bates Mansion. Yeah. It was about the same. <laughs> Everything too opulent and antique, right down to the pair of stuffed peasants... Strutting across the parlor mantle, it was immaculately clean, but even an army of maids couldn't get rid of the sour dust smell of the house, that fucking sour old vagina smell. <laughs> yeah. On the flight, I said to myself, please let it be quick. Whatever happened, I didn't want it to drag on and on and on and on and on and on and on some more. <laughs> anyway, surrounded by medical equipment, Bettina looked smaller and older than I remembered. <clears throat> My mother's family had always married young, but she was only 22 when I was a bamboo. The Holencourt's family had inclined to marry and reproduce late. My father was nearly 50 when he married my mother, a mismatch made in heaven, Graham always said. So Graham was only in her 60s, and Bettina, that old bitch, was creeping past 90. Still... She never looked old the way that she did now. Wait, how was her dad 50 and her grandma was 60? Dude, 
I don't I don't know. I didn't write the story. Okay, we're just presenting <laughs> the facts as they are. Okay. <laughs> okay, just checking. Jesus. Can I get back to the story now? <laughs> Please do. Yes, you and your 10-year-old dad. Hold on, hold on. Let me... <laughs> do we need oh, to wet our whistles man, I... for what's about to happen? Yeah. Yeah, well... Look, I have to apologize in advance because this is not like your normal smut. Let's... Listeners, let's take a break for like two seconds, okay? Like, normal <laughs> smut, they fucking just like right... They get right to it. I mean, it's wet, hard... Sultry from the beginning. This one was like a real book, almost created by a real author, where they're <laughs> building the story up. So you're going to have to give us a minute is what I'm saying. But it's all about the buildup, right? You know, we're just we're reaching that moment of release. Yeah, it's all about the anticipation. Yeah. Yep. So before we get any farther, guys, put away your golf balls and your USB cables. Yeah. And maybe your jump yeah. ropes, too. Anyways, regardless of how sick she was, her platinum hair was perfectly coffeted, and she laid back on her throne-like bed, silk brocade covers drawn up over her like armor, poised for tyranny. When I walked in, her eyes lit up, not so much with pleasure at seeing me, but... Uh, Basically with desperation because the bitch was dying. You came! Well, you asked though I came. And I kept my bag on my shoulder and didn't step any further into the room. Last time I let her trick me into hugging her, she told me how unkempt my hair looked and yanked a handful out, the dirty old bitch. And honestly, it didn't look any better today than it did back then. I asked before and you never came. Well, Grandma, you you never sent a telegram before. She laughed, and I had to give her that. The old telegram trick. Yeah, the old <laughs> telegram trick. She always let me be so bad, and maybe not a saving grace, but she always laughed when I misbehaved, and I was never punished for talking back. I often got rewarded for being a bad girl at school, and even if it hadn't been for Graham, I would have grown up as spoiled as Bettina. She snarled at the nurse who had shown me into the room. Get out! And then when we were alone, Bettina motioned me closer and, and said... Closer! She turned, Come closer! She turned her head on the pillow and nodded me toward the wall. Whew! The safe! I'd never known it was there, hidden behind a painting that she claimed was a genuine Vermeer. A dark panel showing peasants in a field. I touched the edges fingered it gently and found its hinge to the right behind behind a safe she she called out the numbers to me 43 69 another 69 <laughs> and a rusty trombone so i i opened the heavy still door with excitement and fear and would it be her mother's wedding jewelry a staggering array of diamonds i'd seen on a few special occasions including photos of my mother at her own wedding. Whew! Lone gudgery for the day, I imagine. Once when she caught me looking at that picture, Bettina had muttered, I suppose once I'm dead, all of this will be yours. Mmm. Or would it be? Would it be a prank? A taxiderm albino squirrel? The bitch <laughs> gave me one for my ninth birthday because I said I wanted a pet. It wore a rhinestone <laughs> collar with a name tag, Snowy. Her cruel pranks tended toward the elaborate, 
But the safe was full of leather jewelry cases lined with satin. I recognized the big burgundy box that held her favorite necklace made up of pearls the size of marbles. But that wasn't what she wanted. The book. You'll want that. There was a brown leather book no bigger than my hand. I took it out and flipped it open. It was handwritten. Spidery penmanship. It had faded brown, you know, ink. Old ink. Very old. Not English. Probably German. Definitely German. And the letters that looked like a capital B, yeah, kind of sounded like an S. And don't snoop. Put that back. I thought you wanted it. Not now. Later. First, bring me that little wooden casket. Ugh. Since I got in trouble for looking at the book, I carried the wooden box to her in my open palm. It was about the size of a kitchen max matchbox. And on her command, I opened it. Inside was a pair of silver and gold scissors and an intricate gold cylinder capped with a ruby cabochon on one end. Hmm. That, that's the most valuable thing I own. And now it will be yours. But Grandma, what is it? It's your mama. (laughs) (laughs) Magic. Huh. I mean, I assume that her faculties are still with her, but uh, apparently not. Because there's no way that this fucking rusty old antique coppery gold ruby whatever it was was magic. But uh, whatever. (laughs) Keep that safe and you'll be able to do with it whatever you like. Anything you like. There will also be no consequences for it. You'll never be punished. How do you think I had gone on being as wicked as I am? (laughs) Well, I was tempted to answer money, but I kept my mouth shut. I turned the cylinder over in my hand, trying to figure out what the fuck it was. Real gold, finely engraved, and the ruby was bigger. It was bigger than my thumbnail. Holy shit. (laughs) I'm going to be fucking rich. Magic? No fucking way. It gave the cap an experimental twist, but it, you know, it budged a few millimeters. No! Grandmother Bettina shouted. It startled me so badly, I nearly dropped the fucking thing. Never open it! Never! It must remain sealed! Do you understand me? Yes, Grandma. I won't open it. That's what you're worried about, of course. Yes, yes, it's yours. It's all yours. But the rest of it is a trifle. Nothing. This is the only thing of real value. Without price. Keep it safe. Never let anyone else see it. And keep it locked up. But what is it really? She grinned with drool trickling down her chin like an old crazy bat. It just sounds like an old dildo. (laughs) Yeah. When I was a little girl... I was ever so sly. It was all there in my Nana's book. Once I worked out the secret writing, I'd pulled the thread from a fat man's coat a year before, when my brother was still alive. The fat man would let me kiss and cuddle upon him, but then he would scold me. Nothing for me, but oh, such gifts for my little brother. An angel. They all said... 
All the better to send him back to heaven then. So, to stop them saying, Why can't you be good like Werner? The next year, when the black one came to whip me, I caught him by his beard, snipped it with my silver embroidery scissors. Silver is the only thing that can touch him. Snip, and I had his power. <coughs> well, Bettina coughed for several minutes. Then her eyes opened wide and her mouth went slack. I called for the nurse, but I knew. That bitch was already dead. Thank Ugh. you, Jesus. And the nurse <laughs> called the county coroner. She stood out on the porch smoking, <clears throat> ready to leave. And I felt like a ghoul, but I stayed in the room and I looked through the safe. What I wanted was tucked in the back in a heavy linen envelope. Her will. I wanted to know if it was a trick it wasn't. The will had last been updated when I was 17 after her eighth husband. Jesus Christ, lady, like fucking slow down on the sausage train. If you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. I've said that three times. Yeah, must, that, must be the, uh, that, must, that must be the theme of the show, Jesus. Anyways, he left everything <laughs> to me. The house... Her money, her jewelry, enough to pay off my student loans. Thank God, and then some. I was tempted mm -hmm. to call Graham with the good news, but that seemed tacky. So I stayed with Grandmother Bettina, her fucking dead body just withering away. Her room was more cluttered than I'd ever seen it. It wasn't just that every surface was covered with pill bottles and medical stuff, but it looked like as though she had spent her last hours sending the nurse to bring her things, a row of porcelain statues that she liked. They'd once been scattered around the house, but then I guess she wanted them all in her room and that she was stuck in. I don't know, fucking know. Anyways, and there was mountains of papers <laughs> and photo albums and, ugh, with nothing else to do, I picked up the nearest album and opened it. Christmas pictures. And as I turned the pages, I tried to figure out what Christmas it was. Okay, so as earlier, <clears throat> boop, boop, time out, okay, boop. Yeah, we're we're coming up. We're breaking the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. We're gonna need to speed this I'm up. I'm drying up real quick, buddy. I'm drying up. Yeah, quick. yeah. So let's kind of forward in time. I'm gonna give you, 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 you know, the fast version of, of all the events that just happened. Okay, because cool. we need to get to the we need to get to the good stuff. So give me she goes down notes, memory baby. lane. Yeah, she goes down memory lane. Our main character breaks the steel on the golden ruby rod thing. And out falls a piece of hair with a ribbon. She tosses it to the side, makes her way around the house. She finds the liquor cabinet, which is now her liquor cabinet. So she's like, fuck it. I'm going to drink. Party, party, party. And, and I'm going to assume drunk. the hair, real quick, the hair that she mentioned earlier that she snipped from the black one. I'm assuming that might be the antagonist of the story, eh, Mr. Krampus? Very good. Very good. Mm. Very good. Very astute. God, you're... You're so fucking clever. So, after fucking getting pissed drunk, she wakes up later that night with a hot breath moving across her face. Now you will have what you deserve, you little bitch. Wait, you're not so little now. Not at all. This guy sounds creepy. Yeah. Fuck, I lunged towards the nightstand, but before I could grab the lamp, he closed his hand around my wrist. Fuck. Still, I managed to slam my hand down on the base. The light clicked on. I twisted my head, wanting to at least get a good look at him. 
I'm figuring I need to be able to identify this motherfucker to the police. Anyways, that's what I intended, but I was pretty sure the police would have laughed at me right out of the station if I give him his description. He wasn't just hairy, folks. He was furry. Black fur covered every part of him. His head, his face, his arms, his chest, his legs. Fuck, he had horns? Curved black corkscrew a good four inches long. God, he was like a B-movie science experiment. (laughs) Half man, half goat. Had to be a dream. Fuck, did I drink too much? I think I drank too much. (laughs) This is fucking crazy. Like, this is a very realistic dream, but I'm pretty sure I'm just fucking buzzed at this point. Why the fuck is there, like, the, wh- oranges? I smell oranges. Oh, God, it's so intoxicating. I love the smell of oranges. Oh, God. You're not a little girl. He reached out like he was going to touch my hair, but I jerked my head to keep it away from him. Fucking creep. Yeah. No, I'm not a little girl. Only he wasn't attacking me anymore. He didn't try to stop me from rolling onto my back, pervert. What are you? What am I? Well, what the hell are you? He was, uh, well, I mean, he was staring at my chest. I knew without looking that uh, my nightgown had gotten stretched out of shape and my tits were hanging out, and he was looking at them. (laughs) Jesus. That's how it goes. Yep, he brought his hands toward them, and then I realized there was, like, this electrical shock that had come from him. He was surprised. I was surprised. I mean, he stopped short of touching me, and then his hands were uh, just hovering over my skin. I felt a charge. I'm not going to lie. Like, my fucking nipples were rock hard. And then, I mean, they were standing up. I'm ready to go, I guess. I don't know what's going on. And then, I mean, his eyes, which had been, like, you know, angry, they softened a little bit with the sight of my hard nipples. And then, uh, well, how? what are you? How did you get into my house? I am Krampus, and it is my right to come here, and it is not your house. This is the problem. You are not her. I am searching for that evil little girl, Bettina von Holkenkranz, the one who eloped my beard. Her ward charm has been broken, and now she shall have her punishment. Bettina was my grandmother, numbnuts, and she's dead. She died today. <laughs> dead? Dead? You are sure she's dead? I mean, I'm pretty sure she's dead. She was stiffer in the board about 15 hours ago. <laughs> she's in the other room over there. <laughs> <laughs> she's. And I was going to give her such a whipping. Such a whipping she would never forget it. Somebody should have given her a whipping. Yes, precisely, a terrible whipping with a good bundle of birches. And so the whipping must come due to you. Well, he leapt up, planted his feet on the other side of my hips and flipped me on my belly again. And then with a bundle of twigs, he hit away. Fuck yeah, spank mama. (laughs) That's what I like. And then I saw he didn't have feet at all. He had hooves. Neat little black goat hooves. Kind of grabbed my tissue for a second. Yeah, I'm just like, fuck, I've never seen this shit before in my life. I thought a little (laughs) motherfucker would have little little toes and he has hooves. Like, fuck, my nipples are hard, my p***y's wept. Well, (laughs) then he stopped me in my (laughs) tracks. 
Swoosh! Smack! Oosh! The birches hit me again and again. I was really getting wet at this time, and then I yelped and I lunged off the bed. He jumped after me, his hooves click clacking all over the wood floor. He grabbed a handful of my nightgown. My tits were really hanging out then. So I turned and I slammed my head into his belly. Fuck you, motherfucker. And uh, I filled my nose with the smell of Christmas again. <laughs> There's that orange smell. <laughs> and that's when I said, What do you want? I want my beard, which she stole from me. Fine, take it, motherfucker. It's right over there. He let go of me long enough for me to wrench my nightgown back into place. Ooh, I'm a lady. I gotta cover the titties back up. <laughs> I reached for the cylinder on the nightstand, but I guess in the fighting it rolled off onto the floor, so I got down on my knees ooh, to look for it. Oh, I, what? it was right here, I swear. Bettina gave it to me. So you unraveled the thread from the old elf's coat? Oh, son of a bitch, I did. She told me not to open it, but I did. I don't ever listen. Nine. Listen, that's the only beer my grandmother Bettina gave me. So if it's not yours, who the fuck is it? I don't know German, you prick. <laughs> Voiced mean schmuckstuk. Schmuckstuk. Excuse me, your what? <laughs> my trinket. <laughs> well, whew. Between his delicate hooves and his impish smile, I started to think of him as mostly harmless. I was getting pretty wet at this point. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Meh. But he stood up and I realized he was a head taller than me and broad in the shoulders. A big man. Kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, crampishish. Voice means schmookstuk. Yeah. My p***y was wet. That's right. Whew. Maybe he was a big man, big enough and strong enough to throw me down on the bed. I was mostly scared by the thought, but then there was a small, sneaking sliver of me that was excited by the prospect. Fuck yeah! <laughs> come on, come get it! I've always been a big girl. Big boned. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I was tall. Muscular. And I was cursed by short, skinny boyfriends. I started to get down on my knees and look for it, but he'd already been crawling around under the bed. I got another jolt to see that he had a long, swishing black tail wiggling back and forth. It memorized me by the side of it, just whipping back and forth in agitation. Nipples are fucking hard. My <laughs> fucking wet. I sat down and I waited for him to find that beard, waited for him to go back to the North Pole or wherever the fuck he was from. I don't know. Mr. Krampus, do you live in the North Pole? <laughs> no, not with those filthy elves. Come on, are elves really filthy? They look so cute in their movies. Have you ever seen that movie with Will Ferrell? Them just cute little motherfuckers. Ugh, nasty creatures. Almost as bad as children. Bleh. Yeah, well, he flicked his tail against my bare ankle. Fuck yeah. Super wet at this point, jolting me to attention. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Krampus, but do you ever wear clothes? Why would I need clothes? Isn't it cold at the North Pole? Look, I'm sorry. I know it has to be here 
It, it was it was here when I fell asleep. I mean, I had a little bit too much to drink. I got a little excited. Just hold on. Give me a second. We'll find your beard. Okay? I always had a soft spot for strays. Just like that, I went from potential rape victim to Good Samaritan, a.k.a. Whore. He seemed so forlorn that I wasn't even scared of him. I reached out and tentatively patted the spot between his horns. He sighed and scooted his head closer, so I petted him some more. After a few minutes, he nestled his head up on my leg the, the way a dog will. The fuck? Nope. Never had my dogs do that. <laughs> Am I fucking doing it wrong? Like, what? what's going I on? I don't even sit by my dog unless I have pants on. Oh, Jesus. His horns coming dangerously closer to my belly. Still, I went on petting him. I knew I was going to get it at this point. I expected his fur to be coarse, but it was silky fine. It whispered through my fingers so pleasantly that I ran my hand over his head and down to the back of his neck. And the fur was so inviting that I gave him a little scratch scratch. I'm not going to lie. It happened. What is that smell? Well, I thought it was you. That orangey Christmas tree smell? No. That is me. This smell is coming from you. Well, he shifted his head under my hand and pressed his whole face between my legs, so... God. I had to lean back to the bed. Here we go, folks. Yeah. And I had to avoid getting jabbed by his... We're off to the races. Yeah. Uh, whew, I had to avoid getting jabbed by his horns. And when he exhaled, it was like a furnace on my... <laughs> heating my chilled thighs. Well, let me tell you, it, it heated more than just my thighs. <laughs> Yes, that is you, and such a smell it is, too. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, I've been traveling since like 5 this morning, and I haven't had a shower since then, so yes, I'm a little ripe. It is like a hot day at a pier, if you know what I'm saying, so how about you just back the fuck off, Mr. <laughs> Krampus? Oh, God. <laughs> I pushed him back, but he didn't go. He's a trooper. He's committed at this point. And I tried to scoop back off the bed, but then he grabbed me behind the knees and pulled me closer. The moment I rucked my nightgown up to my thighs. Uh-oh. Uh -uh. And with a quick push, he shoved the rest of the way up. Yikes. And then his face was pressed into my <laughs> breathing onto my landing strip of pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what human women smell like. I've always wondered. I mean, why would you say such a thing like that? What do women smell like where you come from? I have no women. And elven women smell like damp straw and gingerbread. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I mean, just time out for just a second. I mean, in retrospect, Sean, would you rather have a sultry day at the pier or damp straw and gingerbread. I'm allergic to clams, so I'm gonna have to go with the. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with the horse stable and gingerbread. Okay. Okay. What about I mean, you, Preston? I mean, I think the damp straw is where I have to draw a line. I mean. Dusty, you know, sultry date, the pier, that's what we're all used to. Like, damp straw, be like, fuck, girl, it's mildewy. How about you go wash that shit? 
I don't know. I've Just, been to the pier before in the middle of July, and it smells like walrus shit and goose. Huh. And I gotta tell you, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> hot and heavy. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I opened my knees a little wider. He wiggled his face, his chin first, and then slipped further between my thighs, his beard and sideburns rubbing against my legs. And then I, I opened them up more. He growled. That's you. Oh, hold on. I was... You can make... I mean, you don't have to. No, I will. Uh, <laughs> and he I was, he tightened sorry. his hands. Yeah. I was, checking, uh, I was checking YouTube real quick. There's still three people watching. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> apparently Ken just, uh, you know, splurted out the cheese-filled donut, cream cheese-filled donut. Maybe that was earlier. Maybe he did it again. I don't know. Oh, Anyways... Jesus. Yeah, with the sideburns rubbing against her legs, she opened them up more. He, he growled and tightened his hands on her thighs. Sharp black claws at the tip, his fingers digging into her plumpness. The sensation was scary but exciting at the same time. <laughs> like, she couldn't make up her mind. She pushed back <laughs> against the horns, and then he pushed back, and then her legs opened up wider. Half an inch more, and his nose was nose-to-nose with her... Like an Eskimo kiss, I guess. I don't know. She wasn't even sure if he would know what to do. I mean, he only knows what elf is. He doesn't know what human is. And, you know, without without her saying a word, he, he opened his mouth and unfurled the most amazing tongue she had ever seen. A thing that would even put Gene Simmons to shame. Long, brilliant red with a cleaver curling tip. <laughs> Like it was an ex- experiment, he made a tentative slurp. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Rolled his tongue into his to his mouth like he was tasting wine. He then started working that wicked red tongue against her. Ran the long, ran long laps against her before he thrusted it into her, and it seemed to get thicker and thinner, almost pulsating. He withdrew, and he made his tongue slither in the tight corkscrew around her. And that's when she moaned. He made a pleased little grunt of discovery. (laughs) Holy shit, how'd that get there? (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't care how Krampus looked at her. At that point, she had opened up her legs wide, half crazy with pleasure. She grabbed onto his horns to steer him back to the... He laughed at that. (laughs) Deep in his throat and... He held tight onto her thighs and drawing her onto his mouth. He sucked at the same time. He danced his tongue over it. You fucking bastard. That's why you give all of us such a... You know, we don't have an A-game anymore because fucking Krampus knows how to eat the... (laughs) She had never been completely comfortable with cunnilingus, especially with anybody new. She always made a mess. It was never a simple orgasm. If it's... Any good, it's gushing wet, and that always made her hold back. And by the time she got there with him, she didn't care. She arched her back, held him tight, and let herself explode. Explode into his mouth. Wait, do you work at a pizza parlor in Houston? (laughs) (laughs) And Krampus, dude, he's a fucking pro. He didn't even stop licking her. In fact... He licked her harder with darts of his tongues and slippery wet, adding to the pleasure of it. 
A second orgasm came so hot that she didn't even know what to do with herself. It's like, did this even happen? It did. Oh, it happened. But with his tongue curling up into her pressing hard around the curve that hit her G-spot. I'm uncomfortable. She was surprised. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. Yeah. <clears throat> I did not know I could feel this good. And his gaze drifted into hers. They made eye contact. They locked souls. He looked into the windows. Are you looking into my eye windows <laughs> I'm, right I'm now? I'm looking into your windows, <laughs> bud. <laughs> Woo! Uh. And then she finally got the nerve to look and saw that, whoa, Buddy could have used some pants right then. <laughs> yeah, out of all that thick fur had emerged his c That's right, it was thick and red <laughs> and and damp looking. It's kind of like a red rocket from a dog. It smelled a lot like a horse stable and gingerbread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obscene and it was obscene as his tongue but at the same time it was just as impressive she wasn't an expert on p i mean her boyfriend greg or scott her boyfriend before greg i mean they were just like average human and that was the only thing she knew you know when it came to p but her third her first thought was i have to have it in me considering that he was you know krampus half goat half man Ooh, I guess I could roll over onto all fours and present my to him and let him mount me like an animal. <laughs> and then she was thinking, yeah, she put her ass up in the air and be like, come on, Krampus, do me doggy style, do me goat style. <laughs> yeah, do me goat style. Yeah, but she was thinking crazy. She was just hot and heavy in the moment because, you know, the last person she had sex with was Greg with his fucking inferior... Small human and Fucking great. Yeah. And she wasn't on the pill anymore, so she had to like, uh-oh. I mean, I don't want to get pregnant with some half, you know, half goat baby. Ugh. So, tit for that. Tit for tat. I mean, Ugh. he just gave me the most amazing cunning lingus. I'm going to have to put that red rocket in my mouth. I'm going to have to suck that, you Ugh. know, half goat And... I mean, she was like, dude, how do I, how do I do this? I mean, do I like just fucking like full tilt, like shove it? Like, do I have Krampus knock out my tonsils to just the tip? <laughs> Unhinge your jaw like a boa? <laughs> I just don't know. When then Krampus's eyes darted toward the window. Verfluschend mich Führer ihnen Esel. Well, his c didn't so much wilt as it retreated into his fur. And then my phone rang. Son of a... Bitch! Damn it! Man, I scrabbled for it and answered. Hey, cuz, it's Elliot. Get on out here and I'll take you back to Graham's house. God damn it! Fucking Elliot, you cock blocker. Yeah. Fuck, I intended to call her and tell her I could spend the night at Patina's, but with the wine, i forgotten. And then fucking, you know, it's getting the best. I mean, my he was being eaten out by a fucking god. I was like, <laughs> I think Krampus is a demigod, technically. You know, I forgot I told Elliot that, I, you know, ooh, I, I forgot about Elliot. And then I was like, I'm coming down. Let me let me look for my clothes. She's like, Hold on. Give me a second. And that's when Krampus stood next to the bed. He was watching me 
wash me, grab my hard nipples, and just kind of wipe <laughs> myself away. Like, oh, it was so good. <laughs> Krampus. What the fuck? And when I looked up at him, he was a flat six feet tall. So he had, or I was a flat six feet tall. I'm big boned, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> so he has to be at least six six in hooves. <laughs> in hooves. <laughs> yeah. And I ha- and I said, Krampus, I have to go to my cousin. He's here to pick me up. My trinket. Oh shit! He frowned, and I felt really bad in that moment. <laughs> I mean. Between his anger and my pleasure, when he had been so sad and anxious, whatever he was, Bettina had caused him a lot of problems. Fucking grandma, you bitch. Well, to be fair, when this all went down, she was like a child. So, yeah, I don't blame her for being a total asshole to this fucking pervert. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm in character, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, you know. (laughs) What's my motivation? (laughs) (coughs) Oh, God. Mr. Krampus, I can look for it tomorrow. It's gotta be here. It must have just rolled away some here and maybe a crack or the floorboard or something. I, I'll find it for you. I promise. I swear. I can leave it for you uh, on the on the mantel downstairs. There's a, a, a... I will come back when you find it. I will come back to get it. And that's when he shouldered his satchel and picked up his bundle of twigs. Striding toward the bedroom door with his tail wagging back and forth. <clears throat> he just f- or he just ate my f- like a stud. And that's when I thought he was going to just walk out of the room, but he vanished. Feeling out my body, give my nipples one last twerk. I put my clothes on. <laughs> I hurried down stairs to get in Elliot's truck. We hugged each other over the armrest. And as he drove, I... Stared out of the windshield into the snow, thinking about Krampus. So there you go, folks. There's <laughs> chapter one and two to get you all hot and bothered this Valentine's Day. Um, if you want us to continue, I'm more than happy to. I mean, it gets worse. I'm just saying it's more graphic. Um, so if you want us to continue, by all means, we will. But... Leave us a comment down below and let us know, like, <laughs> dude, I'm into this shit. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Let's let's hear what oh, happened. Jesus. <laughs> I feel dirty and I need a shower, <laughs> and maybe to scrub uh, the first layer of skin off my entire body. <laughs> oh, uh, oh man. Well, you know. Preston, I realized that it's been almost exactly one year since the last time we did one of these, and that was yeah. uh, the gnome, <laughs> the gnome smut episode. So uh, it yeah. took me about a year to recover from that, <laughs> and now I know why. Yeah. Hey, but oh, look, I'm all for. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to do this whole entire book because there's like ten chapters. But I'm willing to give it two more chapters and then leave it up to the imagination of the listeners on what happened, or maybe go pick up the book yourself and figure it out. Happy Valentine's Day! Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that was something else, man. Um, I don't really know what to say other than. Um, you're welcome, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man, it's been over a year since we did one of these episodes. Uh, Late Night Volume 4 was Oh No, We Didn't. And that was September yeah. 15th, 2021. Oh, boy, this was the first oh, time. Oh, shit, Bob and Drox, like, I can never look at you guys the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, buddy, you're the one who watched the whole thing and didn't say a word. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing, Baba Drock? What were you doing? Maybe maybe save it till the next Christmas. Yeah, we could do that. I'd be okay with not doing this again for almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, oh, remember fine. a year ago during uh, Valentine's Day when uh, we did a Chris with Kramp- uh, kiss with Krampus and, uh, you know, our uh, heroine of the story got her pussy ate? Well, we're here to tell you the rest of that tale. Merry Christmas. <sighs> Happy New Fuck Year. Sick. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, everybody, if you're on the social medias, please give us a follow <clears throat> on Instagram at P-X-L-P-A-R-A. If you're on Facebook, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. If you're on Apple and iTunes, please give us a rating and a review. We'd love to start stacking up those reviews again. Uh, that'd be terrific. And we'd love to read your review on the air. So please rate and review. If you would, please subscribe. Check us out on the other podcast platforms, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, I believe we're on. I think that's what it's called, Amazon Music, Podbean, and tons of other great podcasting networks, including this one right here, folks, YouTube. Yeah. That's right. If you're listening to this and it happens to be Wednesday or Thursday or whenever this thing dropped because I had to hose myself off, this bad boy was streamed live and uncut on YouTube, and you can still go on there, find us, and watch the video yourself. Well, look, speaking of YouTube, <clears throat> we're up to 236 subscribers. So awesome. we haven't gained anything since last time. That's not that big of a deal. I mean, sometimes, you know, it takes a minute. But if you're watching YouTube Live and you like this content, which, I mean, in the case of tonight's episode, I don't know why you would, but, I mean, if you enjoy hearing me talk about getting my pussy eaten by Krampus, look at the right bottom right-hand corner of the screen, like, and subscribe. You know, like, just smash that like button and then share it <laughs> with all your friends. Maybe not this episode, maybe some of the other episodes, or maybe... You know, Grandma's a little dry, and you just want to up Grandma's game, so you're like, Grandma, go watch this episode. It was Valentine's Day. I think you could learn a lot. We're here to help you out. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, speaking of things that probably smell, you know, like damp straw and gingerbread, it's more than likely your beards. And I'm here to tell you, that there's only one way to up your beard game to get it not smelling like, you know, an elf's pussy. And that's BigDobsBeardBomb.com. If you use promo code P-X-L-P-A-R-A, you'll get 20% off your order. And you can pick yourself up some scents like Bay Rum, Fresh, Citrus, kind of like Krampus, Mint, Classic, (laughs) Sweet Tobacco. Get it all. Get it at Dobbs. Up your fucking beard game. Don't smell like an elf's pussy. Nobody's going to enjoy that. Oh, wow. Alan's going to be really thrilled with that promotion you just dropped. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, I would like to say uh, pop in and see our friend Leslie and the rest of the gang at CD Trade Post. Do not mention this episode, please. <laughs> oh, hell, man. Oh, jeez. <sighs> All right. I think we've done enough. Um, it's been a minute since we recorded for an hour and a half and then some. So I would like to just finish this one off. Maybe not the right choice of words and say cheers to the weird shit in the world. Oh, sweet Christmas. I happen to be using. You're empty. A Krampus glass this whole time. And with that glass, I will say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. And thanks to all you guys who joined us on this episode and stuck around the whole time. Get yourself a towel. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.